This is the Chicken Charge podcast, episode number two, with our guest, Emmy Award-winning and motivational speaker, Araya McGarry. Welcome to the Chick in Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here is Mary Parker. Hello, hello, hello. This is Mary Parker. I'm CEO at All-in-One Security and I'm also the chick in charge. Thank you so much for participating in the podcast today. And I'm not here alone. I've got my sidekick. Is that okay, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just don't really kick me. I'm not going to. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, Sarah Smith. Sarah Smith is with Solution Road. Yes, I am. And we have an exciting guest with us today. We have Araya McGarry. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I made her practice telling us how to say her name because it's 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 pronounced it's written so beautifully. You yes, were, but you, you know confused. when we see that we can just think of a ray of sunshine Love. and that sunshine that energy you have definitely brought into the studio today, and we're so excited to have you. Um, Come on, jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am so excited and honored to be here today. You have such a great uh, show here and great premise and a great platform. Chicks in charge. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I love that. I'm really into, um, in my platform, you know, girl power, but in a good way. Everybody deserves to be empowered. But young girls and girls and ladies, we're never too old to be empowered and give hope that our dreams can come true. And I believe together we can achieve more. We need to stick together. You're absolutely right on point, and today we want to hear your chicken chart story. But before we get to that point, I would like for you to just tell us a little bit about, you know, your first job and how, if any of that information or experience carry over to today. Oh, well, that's, that's great. You know, nobody's asked me that before. I've been on so many different shows, and what a great question to ask. My first job, actually, when I look back, I created my own first job. and was an entrepreneur at 11 years old, and it totally wow. forgot about that because I worked restaurants, and I bartended, and I was a waitress for the J-O-Bs. But when I was 11, I started my own dog walking service. I lived in Manhattan in a big high-rise, and actually one of my first clients was Dr. Joyce Brothers' dog. Hello. Was a Cocker Spaniel a named famous Joy. dog. Yes. Oh. Cocker Spaniel named Joey, and I remember she was always filming TV shows above me. She lived two stories above me, and she was great because I charged 50 cents a a walk. I did it twice a day, and she gave me $5 a walk. I thought I'd hit the jackpot. Wow. She was kind and nice, and there you go. Well, actually, you did. I did. You know, I I, I like the way you increased your profit margin so quickly there. (laughs) You know, she was one of those just great people that just did, and what I learned from that is I learned how to get up at 5 a.m. before school when I was 11, and I walked seven dogs individually not together like you see them these days because none of them got along I walked a cocker spaniel a dachshund and then a big malamute and I'm 11 so it was one at a time you in are the amazing snow. well I love dogs right and I didn't have to work but that back then my dad was 
as a multi-millionaire Greek tycoon. But I don't remember why I decided to start. I just wanted to. So I guess I had that entrepreneur drive even before I had to. Because a few years later, when I was 15, my dad was brutally murdered by the mafia. Oh, my God. Shot three times in the head and left for dead at the side of the road. Not a good story. No, but you know what? It's funny. Nothing. Everything happens for a reason. And because God knows your path and knows what you're going to encounter. He prepared me for survival, survival. At 11, I didn't know I needed to have that. And when he died, I went right into uh, survivor mode. And I got a job at a local Irish pub. I lied about my age and said I was 18. I was 15. But I needed to make good money. Right. And I knew you made good money in those little restaurants and those pubs. It was two blocks from my house so I could walk. And I started serving brunch. I made $400 a day. Wow. Serving brunch at 15. I kept myself in private school and I auditioned for the New York Academy Theatrical Arts and the School for Young Professionals. So it kicked me into wanting to be the rich and famous actor star that I wanted to be. So sometimes bad times you can look at, okay, this is your push. This is your, you know, push out of the nest. So you never know when you're going to have to do that. Who says it's after college or at a certain age? It happened to me at 15. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. That is such valuable information that you just shared with us. Because, you know, so many times, and you indicated that your dad was a millionaire. Yes. So one could say that you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. And I was. I admit it. (laughs) But here's the great thing. You didn't accept that. Right. Because you wanted to find out who you are. And who you would be. And because God did prepare you, you Mm -hmm. took from 11 years to 15 years on through your career now. Mm -hmm. So you learned a lot of very, very valuable lessons very, very young. And I like to let parents know, too, it's okay if you go with it. Because I was a single mom, too, for a while. And don't panic as a mom or a parent that your kids are going through a tough time. If you're getting divorced or a parent dies or is brutally murdered, it's okay. Your kids will bounce back if you you nurture them, talk to them, and okay, this situation stinks, but it's not going to kill them. If you, you know, I'm very big into, into prayer, even before. I wasn't a strong Christian back then. I just knew I had a purpose, and I like being there for other people. But don't panic, moms out there, that if you're going through something you wish your kids didn't have to experience, it's okay. It's going to make them the adults they need to be. They're going to change the world. Do you think the people that Oprah had a silver spoon, hunky-dory childhood? No. She had a you know a really bad experience as a child, and look what she's done with her life and her world. So embrace obstacles. Embrace hard times, because God can turn them around to mighty legacies. Wow, wow. What an incredible answer. We so appreciate you being here. And you know, your life has so evolved over the years. <laughs> Just and a you, little. And you are this phenomenal Emmy award-winning star. Well, that's very, Emmy, it's very popular here in the Atlanta yes, area. Yes. And you know, especially now with Atlanta being the number one place in the world for entertainment it is let's go right into that and talk a little bit about that because you know we have so many aspiring actors and singers in this area please let's share with them how some of the things that you did and you've also written several help uh help books Mm -hmm. self-help books so just go right into that well i want to give everybody if you're young or old i don't care what age you are what you look like what the industry is telling you you need to be this day and age more so than even 10 20 years ago you can create your own platform you can create your own shows you can do so much more even if you start on youtube you know you just look at what's happening but let me give you a little bit more hope if you didn't think there was hope already I grew up in the New York City world. I did some soap operas. I did The Edge of Night. I've been in the world where you get a lot of rejection. And I was never tall enough, thin enough, cute enough, this enough, that enough, no small enough, and, you know, enough. 
I went on to college because my love for animals, one degree in biology. I ended up getting into a domestic violence abuse situation. I married a pastor's son that was very abusive, had my daughter, and escaped. So, yay, I escaped. And it's funny how God called me back to use my training in the theater for a good cause. Because after I escaped about three years later, being married to my now Prince Charming, there's, there is love after domestic violence. Right. That's another show we're going to do. <laughs> I'll give you lots of hope That's and lots of levels. That's a great topic, actually. It really is it a really great topic. How yep. to avoid domestic violence or escape it and how there's love after it. Yep. But three years into the marriage, um, my brother got cancer. My mom died of cancer early on, a year, uh, two months after meeting my fiancé at the time. And then I got cancer. And I'm telling you this for a reason, because it'll come back to the Emmy to give you all hope if you're listening to this and you're thinking, can I make it in the industry? I'm going to say yes, yes, and yes, because your platform and your purpose can be greater than just trying to be what everybody wants you to be in any industry. And so... Um, after the cancer, it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The doctors woke me up from surgery, and they said we have good news and bad news. The good news was they found the cancer. I mean, imagine that being the good news. <laughs> you know, The good news is we found the cancer, and right. it's a curable cancer. Non-Hodgkin's large B-cell lymphoma, you're going to be fine. The bad news, we had to remove half of both your lungs, your thymus gland, the lining around your heart, disconnect half your diaphragm and we remove the, your left thoracic nerve to your vocal cord and you'll never speak again above a faint whisper it'll be impossible have oh a nice day God. you're going to be fine so i have tubes coming out of my chest and my throat and i'm looking up i can't talk everybody my loved ones We're are all, all around me dumbfounded here aren't we, we oh no, my no one can see us but our jaws are on the table <laughs> yeah Thank God for faith. At that Amazing. point, I was and still am a very strong Christian. My faith was big, and it still is. Thank God. And I remember thinking to the Lord, I said, okay, Lord, I was a motivational speaker. That I was Actually, I was a teacher at the time. I did direct sales. I was driving a pink Cadillac. We all know what company that is. <laughs> Winning diamonds and just doing amazing. But I spoke for a living. It's right. 1999. I had an email address, but hardly anybody else did. So my life was on the phone and in person. Yep. So there was no such thing as texting back then. So I thought, no voice no income. I'm the main provider and I this is what I do. So I said, okay, Lord, you're either going to heal my voice and you don't need my vocal cord to do that and I'll be fine. Or you're going to show me how to live my life without a vocal cord and nerve and I'll still be fine because I'd rather me than a child or my child or anyone's child. People have it worse. There's a million worse situations I could have. And I said, let's move on. So I could not speak for two years. I spoke like this and that was it. Then I started to get a little bit stronger. I can speak a little bit more, but I really sound like a chicken. It was not pretty. And chemo made me bald, made me fat. So talk about a woman feeling bald, fat, sick, throwing up 18 times a day, having to be hospitalized for every chemo because I thought I was going to die from the chemo. And I'm going to give you hope because if you can stick out the tough times, there, there can be a rainbow at the end. I need your phone number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are such an incredible incredible an incredible person and your life story oh my gosh you are definitely the chicken chart she is. now we've experienced so many different things and listeners I really really hope that you're in tune here because this woman Araya has such an abundance of information life-changing experiences and going from that 11 year old to being here with us today after surviving cancer and her voice was affected, but you can hear, God absolutely released you from whatever that bondage was because you have been one of the most incredible 
uh, guests that we've had on the show this oh, thus far. Amazing. Well, I give Absolutely God all the amazing. glory. And, and when you start realizing it's not how I sound, it's the message I, I give out. Because I'm going to tell you from that moment, I went on to write a book about my sort of thriving uh, domestic violence and sort of thriving cancer and being successful in all my businesses even during it. So when I couldn't speak, I was so very successful in my direct sales. I kept on moving, didn't let it stop me. I had a, you know, I had a family to support and, you know, be thriving in my business. And we moved to Atlanta in 2000. I'm so glad we did because it's such a thriving area. But we're full now, so nobody else move in. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad we're glad you're here as yes. well. You know, I want to take you back just for sure. a few steps. You started out this magnificent lifestyle at age 11. Knowing now what you know, what would you say to that 11-year-old person? Because it doesn't seem as though you've taken your head up for air very many times since your 11th birthday. Gosh, if I could look back at myself as a child, I would say good job for for wanting to go out and be a part of the the working force for our, for even though you had the spoon in your the silver spoon in your mouth, you wanted to go out and earn a living. You wanted to go out and and experience success and help others. I mean, even if it's just dog walking. I just had that that gumption to go out and and have a job, even though I didn't need it. So I, I pat myself on the back as a child saying, you know, good job. But you didn't just take the silver spoon and just say, you know, feed me. It was, I want to do something more. That's excellent. Yeah, getting up at five before school it was, and right. walking seven dogs. I look back now, what was I thinking? But, you know, it worked out really well. It sounds like you were you were interested. Yeah, in, I get bored easy. You, right. So it sounds like you were interested and you learned all these different behaviors with the different dogs and the owners too oh yeah oh they were interesting but that that too is another show <laughs> but all great i mean you learn how to be a good good perfect person that serves and i've always served and i want to let the listeners know too that after my cancer i want this is going back to the emmy pave your own way all right. i went to my husband who is a former stuntman and was no longer doing it and i said i want to use my voice now for good i want my voice that i shouldn't have to be the voice of good news because I went on the book tour it was all about the news which is all bad news and just it was just terrible people shooting people and this is back 2007 and I said I want to be the one that's on the news telling about good people who else is better than nonprofit founders and owners trying to cure something help people make this world a better community so I'm going to use my God-given back Right. voice that I shouldn't have, my acting ability, and use this for good. Instead of being an actress, I want to tell true stories. So we were like um, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Let's put on a show. I, and I asked him, do you know how? I said, nope. <laughs> do I? Nope. Both been in front of the camera, never behind. And we said, well, how hard can it be? Yep. I have to jump in for <laughs> one really quick second and, and ask Mary, please, please uh, tell us at this perfect moment about the Mary Parker Foundation. Oh, please. Yes. You know, I, I'm sitting here, and, and you guys know seldom am I speechless, <laughs> right? But, Aria, you've got me speechless. However, there's such synergy between the two of us, and I know once we're done with this conversation today... Yeah, we're doing lunch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not today, but certainly right. uh, coming up soon. <laughs> I am sitting here because I'm just... I'm in awe of the similarities of our lives. I, I also had cancer at oh, age wow. 28 wow. that I was, um, you know, it was cure. Amen. God bless you. And, awesome. and so many other things have happened. But, you know, when you speak of the giving back, when you speak of, when you speak of giving back, when you speak of nonprofits, honey, you're really in mm. my sweet spot here. Yay. Because in um, about 10 years ago, 10 years this year, 
I started the Mary Parker Foundation, and the purpose was to raise other generations, which is exactly what you're talking about nice. here. We have provided scholarships for uh, 44 students to date. On June 9th, we are celebrating our fifth year of yes. providing scholarships for students, and we, we definitely want you there. So we'll talk about that more offline. Oh, I love but it, you love know, it. we started, my family, unlike you, totally opposite. We were born to very, very poor sharecropping parents in rural Mississippi. Wow. Now, I went with my grandfather at age four, and that's where I was introduced to the entrepreneurial spirit. But being around my grandfather, my grandmother, watching everybody take their little bit and making enough for everybody in the community, it just, you know, it it just was so ingrained in my blood. So giving and giving back Amen. is very, very important. And work because ethic we is know great. absolutely no, poor rich doesn't matter. Work ethic is work ethic. Right. You Every right. class can learn right. it. Right. You bet. And so um, I understand as you to whom much is given much is required Amen. and right. i'll share with you some of the great things we're doing within the community oh, please do. Yes. you know this uh, women's empowerment uh, was really birthed because i watch and i see and i travel in areas where people are considered underserved mm -hmm. and you know what i believe i so believe this is happening because no one has taken the time to go into those communities and teach them. And God's called you how to, do that. to Yes, he has. It's your calling. Yes, he has. Amen. It's your calling. And uh, I want to help you, too, because I do a Live Your Legacy Summit every fall here in the Atlanta area. This will be my 12th one. And it's all, it went from my TV show after we won the Emmy for telling good stories about nonprofits. I met a great woman, uh, Tori Johnson, who said, why aren't you doing women's events? Because sponsors love being live in person and you can help your charities even more. Because I wasn't getting sponsors for the TV show. The economy crashed. Even though I won the Emmy, they said, well, if you'd won it 10 years ago, you'd get sponsors. But now with the economy, good luck. I'm like, okay. So again, you have to recreate yourself reinvent yourself you got to go with the yep. with the waves don't just sit oh well that was right. fun and move on right. to something else god called me to do it for a reason so the live your legacy summit comes up and we honor with with the legacy awards nonprofits. so we're, we're going to talk about getting a nomination to your foundation oh that would be great yeah absolutely because one of my nominees got a ten thousand dollar donation there another one got a corporation that is their charity of choice now because we help you help people learn your stories we just don't put you up on a marquee right you come I People love People get to know love your it. stories. It's so it's great. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm an auctioneer, too, so I love raising money, and I'm an MC and a host for nonprofits and gals. We have fun, and we raise money at your events, that's for sure. You're, you've got it, honey. <laughs> and, because, uh, and I've got to give a plug to one of my great sponsors. Oh, please. Uh, Bentley of Atlanta. Oh, they yes. are providing us a Bentley to auction, and guess what? Oh, you can, can be our auctioneer that. that night. We're going to have a great oh, time. Oh, I love that. All for a good cause. And generational good cause is so great because it's all up to our next generations and all our young girls and boys yep. to raise them up and really give them mentoring. So I can't wait to find out all the details about your nonprofit. Absolutely. We're going to talk about okay, that very, great. very soon. We are apt. We are having a wonderful time. And Aria, be assured that you'll come back. Oh, glad. We'll, talk, yes, we'll bring please. you back after the gala and we'll talk about some yes. of the things there. Love. But you are such a wonderful model for here, empowering, here. Here, here. empowering women. 
We're empowering people, period. I'm but so glad we all got to meet. Oh, oh me too, absolutely. me too. And right back at you, ladies. You're doing such a wonderful job in having this platform. So I'm so glad to be a part of it. And of course, I'll come back. Absolutely. God gave me the calling to empower and help, and I'll do it whenever called upon. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, you are definitely in my sweet spot. Thank you so much for being here. Sarah, you know, it's always a pleasure to be yeah. across the table Thank from you. Thank you for you. including me, Mary. Yes, and Port. As usual, we would not be able to do this without you. So thank you guys. Thanks, everyone. And ladies and gentlemen, I certainly hope you've taken notes today. So much information was revealed with Ari. But, you know, we've got some more wonderful guests. We're going to be talking with other ladies this afternoon. And we just thank you. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thanks to you, all of our listening audience. And stay tuned for the Chick in Charge podcast. Subscribe to the Chick in Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success. Tips will make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to the Chick in Charge.